So welcome to Taking Charge of Your Life, the first interview of 2017, and I'm very, very enthusiastic, I'm excited to be talking to my friend and tarot reader, Holly Berger. B-U-R-G-E-R, yes, Holly? Yes. Holly Berger? Okay. Yes. And here's what I love about having a reading with Holly, and that is, for me, Holly has an understanding of human nature and the apparent struggle that being here seems to present to anyone on this planet, and her gentle guidance and suggestions when she reads the cards is always so empowering and comforting. So this is my experience of Holly, and I asked her to give me a little bit of a bio, and so I love it so much, I'm just going to read the bio, and then we're going to be able to riff from there. And she shared with me that, that at age 17, her father had a palm reading while he was traveling. He was a school photographer and always on the road, and this reader told him he would die in a car wreck that year. So this impacted her mother and her brother, and her father upped his life insurance, and her mother nearly had a nervous breakdown. So Holly remembered thinking, what gives any person the right to tell another such a horrible thing? And vowed to look in this fortune-telling stuff when she had time. So that was the beginning of her awareness of the power of suggestion and the seeds that anyone can plant in another's destiny whether you're a doctor or a gypsy. So 15 more years passed before she began to read books on palms and the tarot. And she did read dozens and dozens and realized that, that she had to actually do it to truly learn and lived in a part of a country that really wasn't receptive to the metaphysical world. So she practiced on herself and her children who loved her trying to answer their questions in, on their middle school issues. And she eventually moved to a place where tools like astrology, card reading, rune casting, and channeling were more greatly accepted. So she learned that there are most definitely archetypes, but that the cards speak to each of us very differently as readers. And it's good to study, but it's good to understand the images trigger different things in different readers and tap into different psychic images and messages. And that no two of us interpret the cards the same way. And no reader in any medium will be 100% right. No card, no planet, no rune, no chicken bone trumps the human will. And then the perfect conclusion to this story, if there is a conclusion, is that as an aside, she said her father is now 86 years old. He still plays his fiddle and paints cowboys and smokes cigarettes and is thinking of selling his charcoal sketches on Etsy. And I see that like I see a great movie. So with that being said, hello, Holly. Hello, Andy. <laughs> I love your bio. I do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's true, and it's the reason that I, I got into it. I'm not sure I I would have had, had this not happened at sort of a formative time. Yeah. So, So for me... I had a similar awareness about seeds being planted 
because I had been sickly as a child and so had a lot of doctors tell me this and tell me that. And I think I was riddled with those seeds of like, you know, you're never going to feel good and all this stuff. And I had to dig myself out of that and feel the very same way that nobody has the right to plant that seed and that I also have always been very committed to not planting that seed in another. I think that's important. Um, You know, it's statistically proven that if a doctor tells someone that they have six months to live, um, if they're critically ill, that many times it's give or take six months. You have already programmed someone. Some people have the will that you did, and apparently my father, um, and they say, well, we'll see about that. But so many people, we're all so receptive um, to what people tell us that our, our subconscious immediately starts programming that to happen. And I think a doctor is one thing, but a reader, um, you know, there is no reading school, no, no degree in reading, no matter what medium you read in. Yet they have a tremendous power. Um, when, when, maybe no more than your best friend does when she says, you know, I've never liked your hair um, or I've never liked the way you dress. or We all have such, we should have, such responsibility for, for what we what we think, what we tell people. Yeah, we learn it the hard way too, that responsibility. Because all yes. this has an impact. It does. It does. And um yeah. I think we forget what we become unaware. Um that everything we say to someone either builds them up or tears them down. And mm-hmm. It's my feeling that if you say you're a reader or a channeler or you have a you have an obligation you know to to put things in the the most positive of ways there are really no bad cards that there are cards of challenge but a lot to me in a in a reader is that presentation how do you how do you present this information you're no reader if you just tell people what they want to hear. Yeah. You you need to honestly tell what you see. But there are ways to tell the same story um, in, in a much more positive slant. Because th- though we do suffer a lot here, <laughs> there's yeah. really nothing that could be negative unless we assess it so. Well, that's the belief. And if it, it seems like there's this big gap between something suggest, suggested and then something that ends up being a belief and it closes the gap of possibility because then that exactly. suggestion runs the life. And mm-hmm. I think we're all really, we are all channels. We're all vulnerable. We come in vulnerable and we are open and we're always channeling something. Now, what is it that we're channeling, right? Yeah. And, yeah, so it's that work on ourselves where we really end up um, having an understanding that uh, what we think and what we experience, we're causing. And we have to just clean up our act a lot, right? And so I think sometimes people go to someone like you to help clean up the act, so to speak, and write, rewrite that story 
in a in a new way. When someone's ready, they will. Something like I, that. Is find that to be true? I, I believe that so. Yes. Mhm. But I also believe, um, you know, that as in my bio, my story about yeah, father, your story. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, when I read for someone the first time, um, I, I tell them a couple of things. It's like I'm sure every reader has um, his or own, her own code, but I don't look at death, um, and I think that goes back to the the reader that told my father he would die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll look at health and and your checkup and. But, but I, I think it's a higher power than me um, that determines our coming and going. Um, and the second thing I say is, is what I said in the bio, no, nothing is 100%. Um, the, the human will um, is, I don't know, the, the most amazing thing maybe in the galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that there are different ones of us who are more or less susceptible to the power of suggestion, as you said. There are those like you that say, well, we'll see about that. And then there are those that, you know, immediately succumb to that yeah. that suggestion, whether it's positive or negative. That seed is, is planted in there strongly. And so if I tell people that this is what the cards say today, <laughs> um, I, I don't want to imply that this is your destiny. This is how it's going to go down. A, it won't, because the cards, you know, are really um, like going to the casino. The cards are based, they tell the future based on the probability of your past behavior and everyone who touches your life's past behaviors. Well, that's a lot of people for any one of us. Mm-hmm. Well, at any time, um, pun intended, there can be a wild card in there. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's you and, and your breaking pattern or someone in your circle breaking pattern. And, mm-hmm. and that can throw the whole thing off and thank heaven for that. You know, we, we want to take responsibility for, for our destinies, our futures, what we want to happen. We just forget how powerful we are. Yes, so true. And the destiny piece, I know I received teachings for a while, they were Vedantic-type teachings, which are beautiful teachings and often I feel like are the truth. Yet, there's always this notion that everything is destined, no matter what you do or don't do. And I'm not of that mindset anymore, though. I'm really not. I think some things are likely to go away a certain way. Yes. But, like, we're talking about will. I think this is the most amazing kind of thing to talk about because where, where are we really having an effect on making a huge shift in that course for the better, for our own experience as a soul, as a person, to be effective, right? I mean, isn't that so amazing that perhaps we can change the course of our of I what we're we doing we're being and, yeah yes yes and i uh i've always been a christian um i mm-hmm. you know I, I don't think it really matters <laughs> um uh-huh. I, I think it's it's really nice to believe in a higher power no matter what religion one is 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember from an early age thinking um, when God said he created us in his own image, he, he didn't mean six foot four, you know, with a flowing beard. He meant mm-hmm. that we are gods, mm-hmm. you know, that, that our power to create is a gift. Um, and, and we're shamefully ignoring it most of the time. That mm-hmm. <laughs> to me that was uh, my own interpretation of that scripture was um, he, he endowed us with, with the capacity to create worlds, to destroy worlds. Energy is energy, in my opinion, you know, to be used either way. Energy is neutral, but you have to aim it at something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it pretty simple, doesn't it? Well, I think it is pretty simple. We're the ones yes. that, that complicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also make an argument that when you protest something like this recent election, no matter which side you're on, um, if you're protesting and angry, you're feeding energy. Yeah. Um, you may think you're protesting evil, but I, I would argue that you're, you're, even if it's anger as opposed to love, you're aiming so much energy at it that you're helping it grow. For sure. You're feeding it. You're feeding it. Even if you think, you know, you're, you're protesting and doing the right thing, you're still keeping it very alive. With, with that powerful energy we each contain. I've always felt like, see what you're for, so then you're just for that, versus against, yes. because that against thing is just is that boomerang, right? I, yes, I, I think that's, that's a, a lovely way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly I, I I think maybe we should just attend to ourselves as Mm -hmm. opposed to attending to what we perceive is good or bad or evil. Mm -hmm. We should work harder on on how we are every day, every hour, every minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's where change comes from. Um, You know, that we are all uh, little pieces of the whole, and so work on your little piece. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't change the whole, to, to me, as quickly as, as changing each grain of sand. You know, the, the gift you were given of thought, of manifestation, of creativity. Do you tend to draw people to you that are of that mindset? Do you feel? Meaning I that feel they'll... mostly like attracts like. And, and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I draw also uh, a small percentage of skeptics, you know, who just want me to prove. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say I converted them all, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. There, there were a small handful that, um, you know, that are still my clients, uh, that, that I feel like we had an even exchange, you know, and... and broadened each of us the, the way we think but yes by and large I, I think that back to that energy I, I think we draw what we what we are and do you find people wanting to put into effect what they've 
received from a reading or just want to hear something and then just go on their merry way and uh, about half and half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'd like to think that I'm helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And that's part of my prayer before I, I read cards for the day, is mm-hmm. to hear and see accurately, report clearly, and to mm-hmm. always help. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that's more important than you will meet a tall, dark stranger at 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. Now, can that show up in the cards that you'd meet a tall, dark stranger at 2.30? No, but that's that's why <laughs> I got into the cards, is, you know, the old movies with the great gypsies, you know. Yeah, yeah. The one on every street corner of New York, too. Exactly, in, exactly. Get a reading, get a reading. Yes, uh, so, and this has evolved. I, I probably got into the cards because I wanted to be a fortune teller, like I, I said. But uh-huh. over time... Um, I think everything that happens to us is is representative of, of a life lesson, of something that, that we've come here uh, to, to learn, to get about ourselves. So, like, let's say if you're repeatedly robbed, it's more about it, it's more about what that represents than the next time you're going to get robbed. There needs to be movement, some shift of attitude of faith, of trust, of something. Um, so I can tell your future. I, I tell people I'm about 80, 85%. <laughs> that more important than your future is what, what needs to shift in each of us to make our lives happier, more fulfilling. I, I don't really think we were meant to come here and suffer. I, I think we were meant to come here and have a blast. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, many come here uh, with, with great, great challenges, whether they're physical or, or mental yeah. or emotional. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean to imply that everybody gets two arms and two legs and pretty good health and blah, blah, blah. Everybody doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I also think that those of us who do, um, should be ashamed that we aren't doing better with it, more mm. with it, loving Yeah, like it. you're wasting, wasting a life. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. I, I do believe in reincarnation. Um, I know a lot do, a lot don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think that over the decades I've come to think those people who aren't as fortunate as, as I feel we are um, have contracted to come come evoke some change with, with their challenge, mm-hmm. have come to oh, yeah. balance karma, have come, I don't know, but, but I do know that those of us that have mostly our good health and our good minds um, are squandering the gift, uh, my, mm-hmm. myself included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think I... I talk to myself like I talk to my clients. Uh, you know, there's nothing. Uh, I almost say nothing, no, no matter how how difficult, um, that can't be overcome. But as you said, you have to will it. You have to decide it. It's yours to decide. Well, one of the reasons we're even having this conversation is because 
With every talk like this, it helps remind people to not squander their gifts. Mm-hmm. Whether and it's just the gift of life itself. That, that, and that's the big one. Yeah. Regardless of the talents that we take for granted. And we do. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, there are... There are very successful people in in any um, any field on, on the earth now. Um, whether it's you know in the arts and the sciences, there are famous people, there are wealthy people, um, and most times I won't say anything a hundred percent. These people knew what they wanted to do. They have passion. They they weren't doing it for the money. Whether they were an artist or a scientist, they had passion. The, the great joke to me is that most of us don't have passion. Sometimes you, it gets beat out of you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. The world is a, it's, it's a, a hard venue to play here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we're forgetting and, when we sit and say, well, how come he's so rich? How come she's so famous? How, what? We're forgetting that it's not enough just to get up and live. Live with purpose. What do you want to do? Where do you want to aim that energy? And that's um, why you're here. That's why I really feel like you're one of these people that are here to give the trajectory to a, a, a seeker. Uh, a sincere seeker will take the trajectory you give to help them put their rudder in and stay on course, basically, yeah. even yeah. if it's hard. Because I know for readings that I've had, when I said to you, look, I know I'm really looking at a life lesson right now and I really want to get it, and we chew on it for like an hour until, you know, well, I really feel me, like I walked. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know? the meat, though. You have to chew on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got to chew on that bone because, you know, I know that our last one, I think, I've only had like four readings with you total. But it seems I like think that's any so, other. Andy. I have people that, as you do, just call maybe even annually, if that often, you know, just when they're kind of up against it or or feeling a little stymied or directionless. Mm -hmm. And then I have Mm -hmm. people that I talk to every month. Mm -hmm. Um, I have turned people down uh, uh, that wanted to talk every few days. Uh, I think uh, any reader is is a tool. Um, Not a crutch. Not a crutch. And, And I don't want to be an enabler. I, yeah. I want you to go out and live your life, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I sure don't mind my monthly clients, you know, and I sure don't mind, like, the people like you that just call, you know, when they've – but you have to give yourself time to go out there and live your reading. Live the reading. That's a great Yeah, point. go live it. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, when yeah. it gets a little tough going, like life will always do, um, it's okay, you know, to, to have a, a like a checkup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are a doctor. <laughs> well, I think we can call ourselves whatever we want. <laughs> you know, and, and, and really, the, the point I'm at in my life, I can laugh at that so well because the less I make things mean something, the greater possibilities ex- exist and show up in my life. I'm really getting that part of my life experience right now. Yes. Quit making everything mean something all the time and <laughs> fixing things. And this just seems like the old way. But now it's more like drop into your beingness and 
and and I think if I get a reading now from you, I I do everything I can do to get into my heart, my stomach. You know, that, my that's senses. the best thing you could tell me. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel that uh, I always agreed with Edgar Casey when he said, um, you know, that the mind is is uh, destructive. Think, thinking is not a good thing. Yeah, you need it to get up and get dressed and stuff. Oh, yeah, and to read manuals on how to hook up your new sound system. But <laughs> Are you supposed to read those? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> but the mind will never start thinking and come to any good conclusion. The mind will go with the ego and land in fear, in depression, in anxiety. If, mm-hmm. if as you said, we could just be and turn our heads off, um, is the, the divine is so much closer. The divine meaning any any dream you have, you know, whether it's one of of money, of fame, of of a new job, of a, of a new boyfriend. Um, turn your head off and, and get out of the way of the creative. The mind is a huge steel wall between, to me, us and the light. Mm-hmm. But it's and it's very difficult, you know. I I can talk the talk, but I can't always walk the walk. It's what I believe, but it is an ongoing, hourly, minutely, secondly struggle mm-hmm. to keep your mind out of the way. Well, but we I do can hate those. Pardon. Finish what you're saying, because I can hold my thoughts. Oh, I won't forget, Andy. <laughs> Well, I just feel like we've, why we even have a desire is why we're even here. And if you push your desires aside, then you even miss the point. See, it's like a catapulting thrust of incarnation, for lack of a better way to put it. So, like, to start paying attention to the desires. And the only reason I can say this with any authority is the years of my life that I was like, no, don't have any desires. And those were very miserable years, actually. <laughs> And but your mind so, talks you into that because that's very yeah. safe. If you have no bar at all, you can't yeah. fail. Oh, well, that's true, too. But these are like spiritual teachings, too, and who to say I interpreted them correctly. And then you have another level of the responsibility of yourself and, and with what you're studying or a reader is that are you interpreting it correctly? And I have said and, that um, to people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the, the planets and the cards mm-hmm. ever uh, lie, but I do think there is such a wide range of interpretation because we're only yeah. mortal. Mm-hmm. And as you said, we each have our own filter and screen that we we filter through information. But I, I would guess that the the tools are are accurate. It, it's the the drivers that may have mm-hmm. a, a a little error. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's still, you know, uh, uh, they're tools, as I said in, in the bio, that they're not mm-hmm. the end dolls. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I think anything, well, not anything, but these things that we're talking about, the metaphysical, the quantum physical, mm-hmm. that that make our lives better, easier, more understandable. Um, it cannot be a bad thing. 
as long as, as one always remembers you're in charge. So don't give your power away. And we do it anything. all the time. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. sure. We, no. uh-huh. we let people take it. Mm-hmm. Um, almost by default. We're, we're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When the awareness comes that it's been happening, then it can shift around. Mm-hmm. Well, did you have a tarot teacher? I mean, you don't no, say that in your bio. You no, as I said, um, I lived in a part of the country that um, I might have been burned at the stake. Yeah, yeah. So um, I w- would buy books, you know, um, mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I ordered my cards in a plain brown wrapper. Um and they're still my cards today. Um, I've used them for 35 years. Which deck is that? It's the Rider Waite Carol. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a real favorite in traditional tarot. I think so, but you know, there are so many beautiful decks now. I probably have 50 or 60 decks. Oh, wow. Um, because, is there a, you know, it, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was gonna say, no, no, go on, because you, you want to train a thought. Um, go on. Well, but and I love them all, and and but when I read, <laughs> I always go back to to my old friends. Oh yeah, yeah. Whose faces are all but worn off, but <laughs> they have come with me a, a long, long way. <laughs> and I have many backup decks when when they finally fold. But I have oh, I've uh-huh. loved these cards, and I feel we have history together. Mhm. And I feel that when I talk to you, and you just I'm gonna cut some cards on this. And um, do you do you read cards every day? Um, I yeah, most every day. There are uh, I I have a couple of little jobs that that I love um, at, at a couple of little stores in town, and so of course I don't read um, those days. I don't. Um, I found over the years that you know reading is. It's exhausting. It's a sweet exhaustion, but it, it it's very uh, it, it kind of depletes you. So I've learned that my maximum is three a day. Um, to be accurate, to be able to go in, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I know some people who read, you know, sit at a flea market and can read all day. I, I can't, mm-hmm. and I can't read at night. Um, so I, I work on the weekends because, you know, so many people work and mm-hmm. ha- have no choice. You know, they can't call in the middle of the day. So I, I read almost every weekend because I don't work on the weekends, and that satisfies the, the people, you know, who, who work and can't, can't read in, in the week. You know, I, I read Tarot for a little while, I think I had a deck gifted to me, and I heard that was the myth that it's supposed to be gifted to you. Your first deck is that correct? I've never heard that, but I love. I like it. <laughs> you like it? Okay. Well, I didn't ever never thought I would read for people, but I had someone close to me that had done a lot of amazing body work in my life on me, and and he said, you know, you can read tarot, and he knew I'd been like throwing cards for myself and understood the number part, maybe some astrology and. Um, I was pretty fascinated by the archetypes of the major arcana. And so I started, I did some reading with his prompting. I, apparently someone I have trusted a lot. And 
So there were some time periods, and then I, I got kind of mesmerized by the archetypes, like what I would call the, the fool's journey or the, the hero's journey. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I mean, the way you read, I can't read like that at all. And I've had my own way. And there was, a, like I said, it was a point in time when I enjoyed doing it and I felt like it was helpful. Um, I don't really do it so much anymore. But my whole reason for saying this is that I want to ask you your take on, like, the hero's journey or the journey of the fool in the archetypes, if you feel that way or if I most definitely do. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I read many books, you know, who, um, especially with the major arcana, or arcana, mm-hmm. however you say it, um, mm-hmm. you were to meditate um, on each of those, um, you know, for a period of time, meaning whether you, you decided to take it was your daily meditation, you know, and then move on the next day, or you mm-hmm. meditate a week on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I believe those are powerful ancient energies contained in that in those major cards. And that each of us, based on our history, for me, I mean history since creation, so however many yes. lives. Um, yes. But it would make no difference if, 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 you, if one believed this were the only life, let's say mm-hmm. in your history from birth, mm-hmm. that we're going to each interpret those images differently, um, which is kind of like a, a dream. I always got tickled at dream books, you know, that, that say, uh, assess what your dream dreams mean, what those symbols are. Mm-hmm. I think in general, it's probably a good guide. But, you know, if, if I dreamt of a train and my mother had been run over by a train, that would be a very different meaning than somebody who just loved trains and wanted to be an engineer. Uh-huh. Right, right. They each come with different psychic, internal, mental history. And it's it's the same to me with the cards. The there are some general rules, I believe, but then there are some more specific tweaks, you know, that that are as individual as we are. So if we're saying they're kind of these gatekeepers, I feel like they hold keys. Like, I do too. Key, mm-hmm. Yeah. Different yeah, keys for different people. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know if it was you, but I think I've heard when I've had a reading before when the high priestess showed up and said, well, there's your card. And if you were to say, have you ever said that? Mm-hmm. So I does have. that mean, is that, how does that show up to tell you that it's somebody's card? Or is it something that, like, give a, can you enlighten me on that piece? Like, by saying that's your card. Like, oh, there it you isn't, are. Um, nearly as, uh, eloquent as I would like to say. I say that because it keeps coming up around you. Oh, me specifically. Well, when I read cards, how many cards are there in a deck? 76? Yeah, it's like the 22 major arcana and then the rest are the, the suit. court and mm-hmm. the suit, right? Uh-huh. But when I, and this has never failed, um, and I do most of my work on the phone. Uh, okay. I have a few local clients that come in, in person. You yeah, how I met you. Yeah, yeah that's how I met you. Yeah. Um, my brother, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, I, I do most of my work on the phone, so nobody I have not met 
90% of the people I read for mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. But without fail, out of those 76 or however many cards we decide that there are, mm-hmm. um, each person in an, an hour's reading will get roughly six, seven of the same cards the whole hour, no matter how I shuffle between cuts. Mm-hmm. And there's always a theme. I, I want to, and that's part of my my personal uh, journey, is to try to to hone in on the theme. Mm-hmm. But you <clears throat> many times get the high priestess, and so I say, ah, there's your card, mm-hmm. because she's one of the cards. You know, she is the hidden, the high, high priestess. I believe by definition is pregnant, but no one knows it. Mm-hmm. She isn't mm-hmm. showing it. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. high priestess comes around things that have begun, you know, like gestation, a, a, a child in the in the definition, but is not known or seen yet. But it has begun and it has a life. Hmm. And she is. For me, a neutral card, meaning the hidden could be a wonderful thing or could be a not-so-wonderful thing, a more challenging thing in your perception. But when she shows up, it means things are cooking, even if you don't see them yet. Things are baking in the oven there, even though yeah, no yeah. one's looked in. And yeah. you have had that card yourself. Um, in most of our readings together, as you said, mm-hmm. probably four. Mm-hmm. But that always tells me that some kind of change is, is brewing. Uh-huh. And because we're friends and we, and we email and talk, um, I think you'd have to agree with me in your life. That there's great change brewing. Especially since I met you, I met you the when I first moved to Asheville, and that was such a big change. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was out at my brother's, and uh, and yeah, huge. And it's still, it's still changing. It mm-hmm. still has it landed. Well, you're still getting her. I mean, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not. You know, you're sort of in flux now, mm-hmm. and, and many people are. I don't know if that's a, a biorhythm, an important planet in one's chart that moves, but. I think we go along about half the time in stasis, and then mm-hmm. half the time in our lives, um, there'll be some pretty jumpy weeks, months, years for you even, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. it's time to make hay while the sun shines. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think if, if we fail to make hay, we never get another chance. They keep coming around. But... It's really handy if if you take the reins of your life when um, planets and biorhythms and moons are auspicious for you. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. But it's never too late for anything. I I always kind of get half distressed and half tickled at people that say, "Well, you missed that chance. You've missed your opportunity." No, it'll always come. Yeah. It's it always comes around again. You know, you might not have handled this one, this opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you might have missed it for whatever. You might have missed it, you might have not mm-hmm. realized. But mm-hmm. 
that should prepare you for the next one because until we leave this earth, there is always a next time. That's right, even that last breath. That last breath, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a kind of a fatalistic uh, way to look at things. Well, it makes it more exciting if you can really feel that out. And if you can also feel out the fact, like Neil Donald Walsh wrote, what's that book that he wrote? The uh, Conversations with God. Oh, come on. Yes, I just saw that the other day. I have it. Yeah. yeah, and how he said that, you know, really we're all here as expressions of the Creator. So this very unique expression that is us is, you know, God's way of being expressed on the planet. So by holding our passions back and, and uh, just not, jumping into our life, you know, for whatever reason. And unless our life is about just being peaceful all the time. I mean, only we know, each individual. My life is certainly not that. You know, I, no. I like to be ignited. And, and I'm declaring this year a lot about passion, about my, getting my passions very directed now and lined up so that I'm not wasting my time like we started out this conversation saying. And my time or my life, but it's right. Been, Wandering. But I think many of us, those that we talked about earlier that are not, that, you know, some little kids know at four they want to be a vet or yeah. a fireman. Or a, mm-hmm. they, they are born knowing where to aim that energy. The rest of us, by default, are sitting around waiting for that big break to happen to us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. You're going to create it. Because you're a creator. Because we are creators. So (laughs) we act like we're, you know, like sitting on a long bench in a lottery, like uh, you, you, you. We're we're in charge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so I I think that's that's why many of us spend a lot of our lives just waiting for that, you know, to be noticed, waiting to be hired, whatever it is, you know, that's important to us. Um, but but it doesn't work that way. It, it it you make it so. And I think I've been waiting to be nice to myself. You know, <laughs> <to> like <laughs> well, it's about time. Yeah, you know, and to notice that like even having a lot of interest doesn't mean that I've squandered my life. It just means that oh, I've had a lot of things to experience. Now, how can I kind of funnel some major theme together? And that's a that eases my tension, my um, pressure. Let's just say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and never, we're not qualified, we, we people, to, to judge anything, but never underestimate the, the impact you've had on the people you've come across. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll never know the great good we have done or the great bad we have done um, just by being us. You know, you, you can't look at your life and say, well, if I'm not famous or, or wealthy, um, I've, I've failed. Um, how many people have you moved? By not even trying, have you inspired? Have you lifted? Mm-hmm. Have you saved? Have you, you see what I mean? We, we don't know. I think we do our best work unintentionally, and we do our worst work unintentionally. See, by default, we're doing our work. Yeah, and... Grasp on it. We can even, you know, funnel it greater. Well, once we we begin that journey of awareness, awareness. which never exactly. ends. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're we're working on it 
and our our whole lives, and and then I believe we've worked on it many lives before, and will again, many. It's not going to end. The awareness it gets more subtle, perhaps, is my guess. Possibly, or you you move to a different set of lessons. Yeah, Meaning, be, right. Once you master yeah. the first grade, you can say, "Well, there, the first grade's over." But that just means you get to start all over on a little higher level in the second grade. Mhm. I think that's what I meant by being more subtle. Right. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think, um, you know, that many things I've read, and and then I would say based on personal experience, mm-hmm. I do think being wearing skin is the hardest thing a soul can do. Yeah. Oh God. No doubt. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it, it's it's fraught with tragedy. <laughs> it's also, if we would choose, fraught with It's a funny thing to laugh at, but really, it's just relatable. <laughs> well, it is, don't you think? Any of us that have yeah. gotten to be over 10 <laughs> yeah. have realized that it's a, a slippery slope, you know, yeah. to wear flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, many of the spiritual things I've read, you know, say that as a pure soul, uh, energy... Mm-hmm. It's just not, it doesn't have the pitfalls um, being carnated does. Yeah, yeah, you know, you have to come here for these things. And I also so. loved um, the the things I've read that said um, many people um, choose not to incarnate because it's so hard. And those are the people that through history sometimes we have classified as evil or, uh, you know, the the really bad uh, people because they have not chosen to drop in and and get these lessons and be around the great masters, you know, like Buddha or Jesus Christ. And that always kind of made sense to me because free will isn't just here. I believe it's anywhere, and so as a spirit, as a soul, you still have free will. And dropping in regularly, I think I've read everything from twenty years to two hundred years. Casey says every couple hundred years is about average. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so difficult that people choose not to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, because and, and I how hard it was. A lot of people would never want to come back. No, and don't. <laughs> Because it, it's a choice. Just like we have free will here, we, we have free will wherever else there is. And I think there are probably many places. Don't you feel like the day dawns in an individual where you realize even that thought of it being so hard, if you could just remember that it is, well, like I had, there's one teacher that I listened to recently that says, you know, I realize that there's a form of, this is like a form of being in prison, but that we're here to lift up each other as the other inmate. But the thing is, when you get clear that you've chosen, it's just this being chooser thing, and then it takes you out of being victim so much, that you've really chosen to be in this somewhat limited place, because if you have any memory of being a soul, oh, it's a limitation. But there is a limitation even if you're very masterful, there's still a bit of a limitation. I mean, we don't know to all the levels, but that's what we're talking about, about the skin being so difficult. 
Well, but what about if you, when you realize it and go, well, actually, it's all very exciting. And I think that's well, another can be if you shift your calls. perspective. Yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The perspective, right? How do we remember? Well, I think we're settled, it? yes, with the needs mm-hmm. of the body, the addictions. Yeah. Well, everything I don't think we have though, those souls. Mm-hmm. Right. Being here, though, very much so. To, and to have, I guess, all these knowings and these awarenesses help us be, like, very easy on ourselves and just go, well, yeah, I do have a memory that I'm supposed to be here, actually, so why am I being so hard on myself, you know? <laughs> you're well, you've that heard me say this. Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. same thing you're saying. And, and I don't think humans respond to criticism, not from their friends or bosses, and not from your own head, not yourself. We want we want sweet talked, and I've I've told you that many times, um, because you're one of those who's a can be a bit hard on herself. Mm-hmm. I, I think we respond better when when we talk kindly to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know that's okay. We we didn't we didn't get it this time, but there's another day or another night or. You know, yeah. when we just beat ourselves into the ground, that is not creation, that's destruction. You know, it's one thing to be aware of where you feel you failed yourself. But it has to be followed by the awareness that there's there's tomorrow, there's later today. <laughs> um, How's the next and, minute, for God's sake, if you change well, your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all so critical of ourselves and and judge ourselves so harshly. And I, I think if we would just, I have a friend who gets up every morning, he's in his 70s, and he talks his, his image in the mirror, you know, like, uh-huh. good morning, you good-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an artist. Uh-huh. And today I am going to paint the masterpiece of my lifetime. Yeah, All right. And, I mean, he just, and I don't do that, but I think it's a powerful thing. And he's very mm-hmm. successful. And I think that's because he has taken a few minutes every morning to remind him of his gifts and how amazing and capable he is. Mm-hmm. That morning moment... I'm always playing around with that, what tends to get my attention to have me open up to the best. Uh, I work on that before I get out of bed if I can, before the cat demands that I feed her. Yes, yes. The children will never go away. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because that's what's happening, truly. Well, and and there are things written um, on consciousness. When you're waking and when you're falling asleep, you know, you're between mm-hmm. realms. Mm-hmm. And the morning and the evening are very powerful times. Um, and, and I do believe it. Uh, to hold in your head what what you want, where you want to aim yourself. Yes, because absolutely. You're between, yeah, you're between yeah. worlds. Yeah. So that makes, again, accountability, responsibility, for what's going through that head of yours. And so something, well, really every second, but especially those two times, try to be as positive, as focused, as open as you can. I'm I'm not very good in the morning. I, I do better as I'm drifting off to sleep, but I think it's the same powerful time. 
don't by default so be, be thinking about, you know, folding laundry tomorrow. Yeah, right. T- right. Take, take, take a minute to say, to focus, to, to think, to, to verbalize your, your dreams, what, or, or even what, what you want, your list tomorrow. Yeah. But make it, yeah. make it count. Yeah. Well, we really come full circle with the, we started by talking about trajectory. Yes. And now you've brought the word up again. And I really like that because it means that in this hour we've been speaking about, like, what's your point of focus? How are you going to get from A to B? You know, I had a teacher once say, if you're going to go to Japan you're going to, and you head west, you're going to get there eventually. You know, so there's, it's not necessarily about goal setting, but it's really about saying if you have a dream that keeps stirring in your being, yeah, and these these are those potent times to, you know, pull your arrow back and say, yeah, I'm really looking at that. Mm-hmm. At that. Understanding that there will be many phases, many times, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. completion. But you start with that first tree in the forest, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to climb the whole mountain, but, but you start by getting to the first tree. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times for, for each of us, we, we get a little sidetracked and muddled between the front door and the top of the mountain. <laughs> you can tell I live in the mountains, can't you? And mm-hmm. so that that's that's so natural and normal. But the universe hasn't let us down. We've let ourselves down. We got a little defeated. We got a little uh, off the beaten path. Um. As long as we hold the goal, it's like you said about Japan, it almost can't help but happen. But we, we get a little, you know, distracted. Yeah, we and do. Then hopefully sometimes somebody nudges us back on the path. That's some angel, right. some guide, some friend. You know, help yeah. comes in from many dimensions and many strange places. Well, the... The start of this year, 2017, you know how I love movies, movie making, and uh, La La Land, I don't know, did you see it? I have not seen it, but I want to so badly. And well, it took so many awards scenes. the other night, yeah. That's one of the scenes is, um, you know, reminding someone of their dream and that we can help keep each other on track. And really... That just might be what we do for each other. And some, we have all sorts of ways of doing it, too, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's a powerful way to be in relationships. That, you know, it is, and I, I do believe, right, as souls, we've forgotten. Um, I don't think it's about how much money we make, how successful we are in the world, how many friends we have, how popular we are. You don't read much in any religion or any metaphysical realms that don't say um, we are each other's. Mm-hmm. It's not about, you know, being, quote, successful by human definition. It's about, it's about helping each other because we all are part of the same huge fabric. We're, we're many teeny little solar systems in this huge fabric. But you don't read anything that says, and if you haven't made six figures, you failed this round. <laughs> you, you read many things that say you will not get on, get get on down the road, get into heaven. 
that by leaning on the arm of someone you've helped mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or has helped you. It, mm-hmm. it, it's both ways, but I, I think we tend to forget that it's our minds that um, qualify how successful we've been. And it's usually in pretty monetary ways. Um, the unit of measure, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. measure. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you if you think about what you read, um, any holy books, any any metaphysical books, they don't talk about how much money you made or how popular you are. They they talk about what you said earlier. How many people? How many people have you helped? Have you impacted? You know, we're insincere. We don't always do our best work, as I said, or our worst, and we're aware of it. But if your heart is sincere, even if you if you mess up, if your heart was pure, some way you're forgiven that. I think they call oh, it. Oh, for pure. sure, that's intent, and, and that's intent, right? Intent, right. Yeah. However, yeah. you can do a good deed just to look good, and sometimes that'll backfire on you. <laughs> But that's not a great intent, maybe. Exactly. The yeah. the condition of the heart uh, determines the mm-hmm. outcome to me of many, many things. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, will you? We've got to do a, a cutting of the cards right now. And okay. I love the energy that you're talking in. So will you just throw whatever you throw for this particular show that I'm doing? And I have ideas for it to morph into even being live, and and we'll see how. This gets created, or if I stay in this kind of process. But you know, as far as like, I like this sharing of these amazing you. Everyone has had a reason to be on these calls with me. For one, great sense of humor, you know, and mm-hmm. secondly, just a really, really devotion to. It's like a service devotion and being great at their craft. Um, but also, but always, it's like fun. That's what I draw. I draw fun. You I do, like Andy. Yeah. And I know that I, I tend to get a little evangelical about th- these subjects we've talked about because they are very important to me and I'm very passionate about yeah. them, even though I can't always perform. Mm-hmm. But just because I, I can't always do it, it's like I've, if I haven't seen the Eiffel Tower, I still know it's over there. Uh-huh. If I can't do this every day, I still believe it, and I believe it's the way. Mm-hmm. So tell me on the cut, do you want to cut on the mm-hmm. show? On Yeah, on this. On this actually this what I'm the podcast. Taking charge of your life is the name of it and and anything I can be aware of as I go into this year and how to um um it's not about relevancy, it's more about what will make it have a better reach for people that could really find it useful. Um, you won't be surprised. Um, I, I believe that this is going to evolve for you. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning uh, you get cards of beginnings. Um, you also get the fool, the fool's journey, which to me in, in my deck speaks of uh, trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, or faith, but some people, faith sounds sometimes a little uh, overly religious to people. But I do believe in faith. If you don't have faith and hope, 
But to me, that's what the fool symbolizes. Mm-hmm. So you have the fool in the beginning, and then you have the queen um, who manifests. You know, each of the suits are about different, uh, represent different areas of our life. Mm-hmm. But the queen of pentacles, for me, in, in my mm-hmm. deck, she's the manifester. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have the queen of cups. Um Mm. And, and she is she is the dreamer. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you have the queen who is dreaming and the queen who can manifest with the fool and the two of wands, you are you are beginning a quest, a, a rebirth of this. Even I, I gather it's not well. I've I've gotten your um, podcast, so I know it's not the beginning. But let's no. say. The it's finding its legs, right? It's finding yeah, like the next it level, like we said. Real, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe the podcast was our analogy earlier of the first grade, but now I believe you're going to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So um, very, very favorable cards for, for um, this thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think... Um, as will happen with things when they're timely, you'll get a greater audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so things, when when the stars align, you know, uh, things kind of develop a life of their own. They snowball. Yeah. Okay. I like it. It feels I right. Yeah, Pardon? it feels right. It feels right. Okay, good, because it's a, uh, it's a. These are cards of expansion, of, of mm-hmm. but but it also just after what we talked about, cards of responsibility for you. Follow follow that queen that's dreaming, with your mm-hmm. queen that manifests and makes it so. It, mm-hmm. It's your responsibility to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's and it it. it you know, I'm antsy. Literally, I'm yeah, your only trouble, Andy, is you've got so many things on the burners right now. Right, because I'm thinking about a film, and I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, some things are, they're all kind well, of... Well, there'll come a time, it's like you can't be everywhere at once, mm-hmm. or cloned yet. Mm-hmm. So, there'll come a time you'll have to choose, and saying yes to some things means saying no to others. There's just no yeah. enough of you to go around. Good. But for now, it, it's, yeah, it's a great venue mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. kind of uh, a nice learning curve for you, a nice, um, and, and it's nice for your audience, as I said, which will grow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, you know, will inevitably need to happen for it to have, you know, the that mm-hmm. kind of gestalt, let's say. And, you know, we were going to talk an hour. It's an hour and 22, and I wanted to ask you one question, at least get to Marianne's question. Okay. So all right. it's 10 till. <laughs> and oh uh, I know, but we'll do this really quick for her. Okay. Just to give, like, a word of encouragement. So she said, is it possible to throw a few cards on my crazy, sexy love relationship journey? She's funny. And my painting journey. So she paints, and she's got this, I know she's, like, in the space of, like, but she's calling crazy sexy love. <laughs> okay, let's let's take a quick look at Mary. 
Well, actually, these are quite lovely cards. Um, kind of split cards. Uh, she uh, is either in now or getting ready to have quite a wild ride um, in love. Um, I believe she's a little impulsive and, and sometimes jumps um, before she, I would say think it through, but I really mean feel it through. You know, since all good decisions come from that feeling in your gut or your heart. Um, and I don't think uh, along also the lines you talked about, uh, sometimes she doesn't honor herself. Uh, sometimes honoring yourself is the harder thing to do. The easier thing is to just go with the flow and try to be someone you're not. Um, but I think if she would stop a minute, she knows exactly what to do. She doesn't always do it. Okay. Uh-huh. And let me do one more. Uh, I always take it from both angles. Okay, I'll stand by that. She just needs a little more uh, reining in of herself. And this is energetically. This has nothing to do with, um, you know, what she does or doesn't do in the real world. This is an issue of, of balance, I believe. And, and I took this cut on a, a broader picture that you and I have been talking about. Uh, the first cut was just what's the future of her love life. I've raised the question, you know, after I've heard people ask. Yeah. I, I might paraphrase and ask the cards. So mm-hmm. the more temporal answer was she's on a ride or getting ready to be, and it's it's a very cool thing. This one is more about what what does this mean? What is this lesson for her? Because Who by the way be? she phrased yeah. the question, it, it apparently has always been a little wild and crazy. But her, she gets cards of strength, of, of, you know, the higher taming the lower. We're all half, half high and we're all half low, carnal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All she does, and the cards don't care. Uh, they have absolutely no judgment on anyone. What they care about is what makes you happy, each mm-hmm. querent happy. Mm-hmm. Um, she and, and you said if, if she's a painter, she's an artist. Those people have a little trouble taming because they're just so out there. That's where the muse is. That's where the creativity is. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially hard for artists, you know. I, I believe from my experience, a little harder. So just a little energetic discipline. Okay. She can probably hear that. I think, you know, we'll just leave it there. And I want to honor that I know you have a call coming up, like, very quickly. And that um, I think you've just shared some beautiful elements. And, and we've made this very much fun. What's that? you made this a lot of fun, Andy. Thank you. Oh, good. Good. Well, thank you for sharing and coming on board and, and, you know, I do have an intent. I'll put it out there on this one that, that this could become a live show for me, that this could be that I have a guest on and people call in. And, and let's just see how this might 
might end up happening. Okay. Uh, there are many, many gifted people in this world. Um, yeah, sure. I don't think you would ever run, run out of uh, worthy gifts. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. As an aside, because I want to finish Mary Ann's, uh, okay. she has more money coming uh, this year. Oh, right. Um, and uh, art, career, good. But she also gets cards of commitment, commit to this, you know, back back to our hours talk. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't doubt. Uh, keep, keep picking it up whether or not the news shows or not. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but her painting is very important to her, so tell her never to quit. It's healing. It's literal healing for her. Even if she weren't going to come into money and be successful, she needs to do it for her spirit. And if she ever quits, um, be a bad thing, harder thing. That's now, a great so I, impulse to keep going. Yeah, I mean it's hard. You're not a, one is not always inspired. I'm sure, or you know, the but no matter what. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is very important to um, the healing and progress of her soul. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, Andy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holly, and you're welcome, and and I love you, and I love you, and we will be talking soon. 